0: Festival.
1: festival. Festival. Celtic Festival.
0: Festival can't wait for the festival.
1: The National Celtic
2: Festival. Podcast. Podcast for the festival. Great lineup of bands.
3: Great interviews. People coming together. Funny moments. A
1: culture evolving.
3: Good music. This is the National Celtic Festival podcast. Welcome back to the National Celtic Festival podcast. I'm your co-host, Misha Herman.
2: And I'm Michelle Herbison. If you're just joining us, this is the final episode of our four-part series, which showcases some of the highlights of the 2017 festival in Port Arlington, Victoria, Australia.
3: If you haven't heard the other episodes, please go back and have a listen.
2: Later on in this episode, we'll meet a couple of local bands, the Drowsy Maggies and the Melbourne Scottish Fiddle Club.
3: But first up, let's hear from a band who are a festival favourite for a lot of people.
1: After four... One, two, three, four! Hey ho, shoo! I'm Beth and I play the accordion and I sing and clog dance with the band Callan from Wales.
0: I'm Sam and I'm the guitarist from the Welsh folk band Callan.
1: Up on high, stone by stone through sweat and toil, the walls they touch the sky. The sun it rose with morning.
0: <laughs> it's the
2: best. Wow. So you prefer to speak Welsh?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think in Welsh. <laughs>
2: the crowd at this year's festival absolutely loved Callan. They're young, they're energetic, and their music and dancing is like nothing else this festival's seen. As you might remember from episode one, the festival director Una told us they've been wanting to bring a Welsh band out for years and finally managed to secure it in 2017. Here's Sam talking about how it happened.
0: I think we got in, we, we were playing in a, in a showcase event in Kansas City called the Folk Alliance, which okay. is like there's basically like a, a mad party in a, in a hotel, basically. Like I think the festival had been trying to get a Welsh band in for about five years and it, it's finally managed to kind of like line up and here, here we are.
2: Callan's made up of five young musicians. Well, actually, Beth told us they've been playing the young card for about 12 years now. They're well established and quite influential. They combine accordion, harps, pipes, fiddle, guitar, a traditional reed instrument called a Pibgorn, and the hugely important Welsh step dancing. They're all about enlivening traditional Welsh music to introduce it to young people and audiences around the world. So what is it that makes Welsh music Welsh?
0: Well there's a there's a difference in kind of like tune style, but there's obviously we've got we've got the language. We've got the the step dancing and stuff like that, which I like, which is totally different to English or Irish dancing and that kind of thing. So there's something, a certain thing about the Welsh tunes that I can't really kind of like put onto words. But if if I play, if we play, then they just sound different to Irish and Scottish tunes. So there's definitely, we've got, got our own kind of thing.
1: That much because um, there was sort of a big folk revival in Ireland and Scotland, and they uh, they sort of kept their music going but lost their language quite a lot. Whereas in Wales, we kind of did the opposite, and our language is is fine, like that's growing all the time. Um, but the music died out for a long time, so none of our tunes have developed. And I think you know the Irish have been at it, and the Scottish have been at it for the last you know, 50, 60 years, developing all these tunes and, you know, making them better and passing them on to the next person. The next person's changed it again and it's moved on again. So, And we don't have that with the Welsh tunes at the minute. So we try to take the old traditional tunes and it's just like adding things in the Welsh style into the tunes to make them a bit more exciting, but not losing the Welsh sound in the music.
2: So how exactly does Kellen go about breathing new life into the old Welsh traditional music? Sam tells me the band works on building creativity into the existing tunes and songs to progress the tradition.
0: Especially some of the songs, so like some of the traditional songs, they they they've already got a foundation, and we're like, well, what can we what can we do? What can we add or take away to this to kind of make it better in a way? To try to uh, constantly evolve and develop it, because that's what I found with like Irish and Scottish tunes is that because they've been played so much mm. over time, that sometimes they'll kind of like. Change it a little bit, and the the tunes get developed because it, but in Wales because the tunes aren't played so much they're still at the the very kind of like basic ground level you know what I mean and some of the yeah. like like comparing to the Irish tunes where they've been played and played and played and kind of adapted to, mm. to, to sound cool like sometimes you've got to do the same will with, with Welsh tunes so we we'll like flip it major minor or we'll kind of add a few notes here and there just to make it a bit groovier like
2: mm. That is so interesting. So I guess it's also like if you're trying to be more innovative and you're trying to, you know, make it more kind of complex and creative yeah, we'll make, and stuff like that. Yeah, make it
0: cooler, like make, make it more interesting. Make, yeah. Just a- anything to to keep keep it interest really, because yeah, you got to try and get the get the young people to kind of like it as well. Otherwise, it's there's no point.
2: Mm. And do you think that's working? Is it? Is there a bit of a resurgence in Wales at the moment? Yeah, of, yeah, yeah, definitely, getting...
0: definitely. Especially over the, like the last five years, there's definitely like a lot more kind of bands coming from Wales, uh, bringing in traditional influences and that kind of thing. So yeah, it, it's cool. It's definitely on the rise. We're still nowhere near uh, like Ireland or Scotland with how much output there is sort of kind of music coming from Wales or any any good stuff, anyway. So, so it's it's coming along. Like it's mm. it's looking good. It's looking mm. good. The people do try and maintain it. There's a festival in Wales called the Estethod, which is like a, basically a festival of everything Welsh. And there's lots of like competitions, like poetry, uh, singing, dancing, uh, instrumental band kind of thing. So. That, that's that's the, one of the kind of the main ways of keeping the, tr- the traditions going really and it's not like Ireland where there's like sessions going all the, all the time and pubs and that kind of thing there is sessions but because Wales is like so small that we kind of rely on these kind of events for People just be able to see that Wales has their own traditions and has their own kind of like style and things. So
1: it's growing much more now. When when we first started, we were sort of the only. If you knew someone that played folk music in Wales, you knew everyone that played folk music in Wales. Um, And now it it has it's grown. And you know, we like to think that we've had a little bit to do with it. You know, it's not all down to us, but we tried to. You know, give off the idea or the truth, really. We were just young people that wanted to play folk music, and most of them, you know, are usually much older now.
2: <laughs> the Welsh style of dancing is distinctly different from other Celtic dances that might come to mind. And the tradition itself is so small, the scene works very differently to what you see in Irish and Scottish dancing. I'll let Sam and Beth explain. It's
0: yeah, been compared to like Appalachian dancing and that yeah. kind of thing. So it's like, it's. It's different to Scottish and Irish obviously due to the to the footwear it's not like it's not tap shoes, it's solid wood kind of thing it's, they're quite quite bulky and uh, it's very kind of strict on the style Beth uh, our dancer she's uh, like her father taught her and he's like a world champion clock dancer and like it's between her father and her they've actually kind of invented most of the Welsh steps that there is now because they they were so basic at that time and like before there was only uh, they were all in like half a bar one bar segments and they were one of the first people to kind of to look at like Irish dancing and see that they had like full routines and they could say there's like a step called Cliff which is like over 16 bar and they had like another one called the candaf, where they go, go, oh, we'll do Llandaf and then Cliff so then they can kind of work at, call out the routine as they're going and that, that didn't even exist in the Welsh tradition before. It was all down to tiny, small segments and then... So, yeah, and Beth, Beth's invented loads of her own steps and which is funny because in the Aesteadboard, which is this competition I mentioned before, because there's a clogging competition and that, and then it's quite like, quite a big thing and that. And Beth's like watching it. Yeah, that's my step, my step, my step. Oh no, that's not mine. Oh yeah, that's mine.
2: you're very influential in the step dancing scene in Wales. Can you tell me a bit about the history of that?
1: Yeah I don't know if I'm more influential or an annoyance to everyone who tries to clock dance. Um, Yeah I get a bit because maybe Welsh music and dance is not represented quite as much as Scottish and Irish music and dance Um, Especially in Wales, when Welsh people are um, clog dancing, I tend to get a bit strict I No, 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 no. That's 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 how uh, the Irish dance. No, no, that's not the Welsh. No, no, that's how Scottish people. No, that's English. No, <laughs> you need to do it like this. Yeah. So um, I try not to be too bad. Just. You know, keeping the Welsh style to Wales. Um, I think sort of like if you see um, the Irish dance, you can just look at them and immediately you know that's Irish, isn't it? You can tell from their style straight away. And I sort of want that to happen eventually one day with the Welsh dancing. So I think that's really interesting. But it sounds
2: like you also have kind of developed the style as well and like, you know, maybe Sam was talking about you inventing steps and yeah. adding to it so yeah. how do you kind of reconcile that of trying to yeah, keep the tradition and keep something that is Welsh versus like d- to develop it and to maybe not make it too Irish, I suppose.
1: Yeah, well it's, um, there's sort of maybe five or six really basic standard old Welsh steps and um, the style is really different from uh I, I, Irish dancing, especially, um, uh, maybe not so different from the English because they also dance in clogs, whereas the Irish have nice little dainty shoes. We've got big clumpy clogs. But um, uh, yeah, so I've, uh, any step that I have made up, they're always based on those old Welsh styles. So I'm just really adding more clicks to the old ones. I'm not, yeah, they're all based on the old Welsh steps.
2: Callan are on a mission to bring their music to people far beyond Wales. They've travelled Europe, America and now Australia. Interestingly, they found that audiences across the world receive their music in really different ways. Beth had a bit to say on that.
1: The biggest difference is usually the reaction to the music. I think everyone sort of um, enjoys it, we hope. Uh, but, you know, like in Britain, they'll be a bit more reserved and they'll clap and they'll think it's lovely but in america you know they'll go nuts over over nothing you know you just do a little i've done a little accordion Solo in the middle of a song, and they're all standing up, cheering, screaming, and and it happened the first time, and I was taken back, like with this shock, I couldn't believe it. You know, I wasn't even playing anything very hard, (laughs) but I was loving it. And then you come home, back home to the UK, then, and you, I played the same solo, and no one stood up, and no one screamed and shouted. So yeah, but yeah, usually in in Europe, especially in America, we get great responses. Everything seems to be going well here in Australia so far. where uh, else have you traveled?
0: The US. We get a lot of work in the US and Canada.
1: of. don't even know how many times it's now. We've been to America a lot. We've done Europe a lot.
0: We're here now and then we're going back. And then like a week after, we're going to Denmark. Then we come back and then we go to Borneo.
1: Um, then we've got we go back out to the US as we do every summer.
0: Then uh, straight from the straight States to Portugal, Portugal to Beijing, Beijing to Spain, and then back to Denmark again. Um,
1: I, 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 I've lost track of where we're going now, but uh, yeah, just yeah, loads of places and all, all over Europe as well. So yeah, it's really it's fun, yeah.
0: We get to get to see a lot of the world, so it's really cool. Really lucky.
1: Hey ho, shoot up. Skinny what?
3: That was the music of Callan ending that last story. Last episode, we profiled a few of the local bands that were playing at the 2017 festival. We've got another one coming up, a group called the Drowsy Maggies.
2: We're also going to profile one of the community groups that are regulars at this festival, the Melbourne Scottish Fiddle Club. The festival is really dedicated to fostering community involvement, so there are lots of community dance organisations involved every year, groups from the local Geelong area. This year we also had the Victorian Welsh Male Voice Choir for the first time, and the Fiddle Club have been regulars pretty much every year.
3: Before we kick off with the Drowsy Maggies, we want to send them a special thank you. We were unable to record one of their gigs at the festival, so they've allowed us to use a tune set from their self-titled album.
4: We're the Drowsy Maggies. I um, sing and I play a bit of guitar and percussion. I'm Geordie and I play double bass. I'm Rihanna. I play guitar and I sing and a little bit of mandolin and harmonica. We have a <laughs> fiddle player and her name is Katie and she's <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
1: We met at um, the Croit Lake School of Celtic Music and Dance. We did, got this program called the
4: Stars of Lake and... Um, we all sort of didn't know each... or these two went to high school together, but we didn't, didn't really know each other before it. We got locked in a room for a week to practice
1: and then did a concert, and then three years later we're here. This year we won the Peter J. Daly Award for Celtic Music, and last year we were lucky enough to win the Reese Memorial Award um, the year before, so, we were, yeah, very lucky to get two in a row, yeah. but it's a big honour. Yeah. yeah. recording um, evolving, because we're already looking at doing the next lot of recording
2: and it's just completely different to the first album, which I think is exciting.
4: Angus Downing. I'm the current president of the Melbourne Scottish Fiddle Club. Well, the club's been around for about 22 years now. Um, started by Judy Turner in about 1990, I think it was 94. Uh, yeah. So we've got uh, mainly fiddles, but we've got uh, an expanding rhythm section. We've got a whole bunch of cellos. We've got harps, mandolin, double basses. Uh, we've got one of the secret weapons of the fiddle club is actually the rhythm section. Most of the music that we play is Scottish, but we like to take influences from all around the world. I guess being based in Australia, um, we're lucky to be exposed to a whole range of countries and cultures. And so, yeah, we play a bit of... Uh, play a bit of the French-Canadian stuff, play a lot of Shetland music, sometimes even play English and Irish, though we don't try and advertise that too much. Um, We play a lot of original music as well, so we encourage the members to write their own tunes. Judy Turner would often famously introduce us as, uh, um, you know, from eight-year-olds to 80-year-olds, lawyers to criminals, teachers to students. Uh, we've got the full full range. I'm not sure about criminals, but... Um, <laughs>
2: so the club's been playing at this festival for, I think you said on stage, most of the time that it's been going.
4: I think so. As long as I've been in the group, we've played pretty much every year. It's, yeah, it's one of our favourite festivals. I really love the fact that... Um, we get to meet uh, musicians from all around the world when we come to the National Celtic Festival, and so it's really great that they provide spaces for everyone to just hang out and play. You know, um, so, yeah, just the, the groups from Face Ross and just all over the place will get in and have a jam in the session room, and it's got a really great, relaxed vibe about it. And So, you know, some festivals, the musicians, particularly the international musicians, will play and then go back to their house. Here, they'll play and then hang out with everyone. It's extremely social.
3: That was the Melbourne Scottish Fiddle Club. Great to hear from some of the local acts as well as the international ones.
2: So towards the end of the festival, we thought it would be good to turn the microphone around onto the crowd and find out what people thought of it all. So I stood around in a busy thoroughfare between venues and tried to catch people's attention as they were walking past. We're just asking people what their festival highlights have been. Festival highlights. Festival highlights. We're finding out people's highlights. We're asking people about what their highlights have been. Can you tell us what you've enjoyed? Oh,
0: where do you start?
2: I've enjoyed Fair Shores. The bush dance with the Bushwhackers. Fiona Ross as well.
0: of the band, were really good.
1: I really enjoyed watching Adam Sutherland.
2: Callan were very good.
0: And Callan, the Welsh group, very good too.
1: The band that's in there, Callan. The, the, Bordres. Bordres. the Bordres. Definitely the Bordres.
0: <laughs> Gully.
4: Gully. The one man bang. The band. The band more
1: have been pretty
4: good. Storytelling. Kathy's Celtic dancing
1: and the Irish dancing, of course. Yeah. The Scottish dances. Everybody's been just amazing.
4: I'm Peter Jenkins. I've been
3: coming for 16 years, and I like it because uh, there's a very good variety of music.
2: Do you come to this festival every year? Yes. Yeah. yeah. How long have you been coming for? Last 10 years. Yeah. What do you love about it? Just because it's Celtic and here it yeah. is fun Scottish yeah. music, yeah. Oh, yeah. sometimes you get the songs you know and you can sing.
4: Our Baron lessons. Yeah, that yeah. was
2: the highlight, definitely the Baron yeah. lesson. Yeah, cool. <laughs> was that with Kevin Kelly? Yeah, yes. yeah. absolutely brilliant. Best yeah. fun I've had for ages. Have you ever played the Baron before? No. no. Oh. We have one at home, but we've never played it. And we've
1: never because we've never known how to. <laughs>
0: I'm working here. Oh, what so, have you been doing? <laughs> security.
4: How's the it's, security it's situation? Yeah,
0: very good. Beautiful festival. Lovely people. I think there's been a great, a great variety of uh, restaurants and food this year. It's been really good. I uh, just had some Nepalese food, which was which was good, uh, and some Dutch pancakes. Uh, always good to finish. Uh, and the music's been fantastic. It'll be a great night in the pub last night with the Scottish fiddlers. This
4: is my first folk festival that I've been to, and I'm with the choir, oh. the men's choir. And I had a marvelous day yesterday. The weather was absolutely fantastic. The singing was absolutely
3: fantastic. The encouragement from the people that I met after our concert was absolutely fantastic.
2: These guys were just a highlight. They were at the pub, and they were singing, and we're people paid, throwing like, money at them like nothing else. Oh it was God, incredible. Congratulations! That's amazing. What so are thirteen. Uh, songs. Singing
4: songs. songs. What? A lot of Coldplay, so Yellow, we did. Uh, Beatles? Oh. Le- Viva la Vida. Viva la Vida, Viva. which is another Coldplay. The Beatles, we did Blackbird. And oh. Imagine? Yeah, Imagine by. John, Lennon. Which John, Lennon, is which is part, is part of the
2: Beatles. You can see? you sing? Can you sing without yeah. the guitars? <laughs> no Come pressure. On,
4: <laughs> uh, let's just do Yellow. Yeah. Just do like a bit, like 20 uh-huh. seconds. Ready? start, one, get. Look at, at the stars. stars. See, see how they shine fine. <laughs> you and everything you do it all yellow Yeah, that's oh <laughs> yeah. that was great okay, <laughs> good job guys what are your names Callum and Jackson
2: yeah. Yeah. and where are you from and uh, Lewis Mornington, Mornington. And Lewis <laughs>
4: yeah Mornington.
2: <laughs> Mornington. were you singing as well Lewis oh, in the crowd yeah,
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> and they call themselves Boness so B-O-apostrophe which is the Scottish Facebook. town where their grandma come from oh nice yeah. how and old are you next year,
1: oh 13, 13.
2: You're both 13. Oh, you're yeah, twins. 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 Yeah, yeah. right. Mm. Buy one,
1: get one free.
3: <laughs> <laughs> love
1: Sibling Harmony. Mm. There's a lot of different stuff this year, a lot of new stuff, a lot of new bands coming in this year, so it's been really good as well, because you're getting to know all the little, little, little younger ones coming in and showing their music, and they're just yeah. amazing.
0: I've been a couple of times now, and it keeps getting bigger and, and better.
2: This one is just a fantastic festival. What do you love about it so much? Um, I love the food is really good here. <laughs>
1: Um, and acts. the music is really good and just the musicianship. And they're such talent, just amazing.
3: And they have different
0: bands and different entertainment each year than now.
1: To be able to see international acts of that calibre
2: is amazing.
0: It's just really wonderful just to be a part of it all.
2: It's in a beautiful spot and it's just... Anybody could come, whether you're 5 or 50, you know, and have a really good time, so I really love it. I never miss it. There you go. Some encouraging words for those who haven't been to this festival before. We've come to the end of our final episode of this
3: series. If you haven't listened to the other episodes, now's your chance to go back and check them out. In episode one, we chatted to flute player Kevin Crawford, fiddler Colin Farrell, and guitarist Patrick Doocy from the Irish band Lunasa.
2: Then in episode two, we met fiddler Adam Sutherland, guitarist Mark Clement, and three young musicians who came out with them from Scotland in partnership with the community organisation Face Ross.
3: In episode three, we chatted to Paul McKenna, the Scottish singer-songwriter, who was out playing solo gigs for this festival.
2: And now we finished up with Callan from Wales, not to mention all the local groups, storeholders and volunteers that we met along the way.
3: So the 2017 festival was quite a success.
2: Yes, Una Macalinden, who's the festival director, was really happy with how everything went. Actually, while I was out talking to passers-by and asking about festival highlights, I managed to catch up with Una for a quick recap. Here she is.
3: It's really exciting for me to bring acts out and introduce them to, the, to Australia and come to the end of the festival when everyone's like, oh, wow, that was great. you think everyone will like the choices, but everybody is giving amazing feedback on how, what a great time they've had. I think that's, the, that's a big highlight, that yes. everyone's pumped. Now it's time for us to go. Thanks so much to you, our listeners, for listening. If you've loved
2: what you've heard, please tell your friends. You can get all our episodes in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get
3: podcasts. And if you want to know more about the festival, check out nationalcelticfestival.com. It runs over the June Queen's Birthday Long Weekend in Port Arlington, Victoria, Australia. To see us off, we've got a tune from the classic Aussie folk band, The Bushwhackers.
2: Thanks again, and we hope to catch you at the festival in the future.
0: My true love, she was beautiful.
4: My true love, she was fair. Eyes were like the diamonds bright. Golden was her hair, golden was her hair. Me boys, as the big ship sailed away, I said that I'd be true to her ten thousand miles
0: away. Let's blow you into
4: my home, a road that I will go. I'll stay no more on England shores to hear the music play. Off on a morning train, I won't be back
0: again. I'm taking a trip on a government ship ten thousand.
2: This podcast was produced by Michelle Herbison and Misha Herman with the support of the National Celtic Festival. Audio mix by Misha Herman. Music used in this episode was recorded at the festival with the permission of the artists. Except the Drowsy Maggies who kindly allowed us to use a track off their self-titled album. Thanks so much.
3: With special thanks to Una McLinden, the National Celtic Festival, Daniel Hunt, Lucy Wise, all our interviewees, and of course you for listening and sharing this podcast with your
1: friends. Chip running up
0: and ship ten thousand miles away.